0: Hearing about my friend's schedule gave me a twinge of fear. It wasn't how busy she was going to be over the Christmas season or it wasn't her schedule of classes it wasn't her work schedule but she had a schedule for life. She was going to get married in her mid 20s, enjoy time with her spouse for 5 years when the first child would come and then about 2 years later then the second child would dutifully arrive. She checked off getting married in her mid-twenties. She and her husband enjoyed those first few years of marriage together. And then my friend was blindsided by the first interruption, a miscarriage. It threw off her whole life schedule. And I think that probably was part of what led to the separation and then the divorce further interruptions in her life schedule. We'll listen to the story of Mary's interruption. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he, this angel, came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greetings this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The word of the Lord. The word annunciation is not in my everyday vocabulary, so I expect it's not in yours. Saturday's Roanoke Times brought the word out of the shadows to a degree. It is the announcing, the annunciation, the announcing to Mary of God's plan to send a new ruler to earth through her. The paper's article yesterday talked about Alessandro Gherardini's painting that's currently at our local Taumann Museum of Art. And in that painting, Mary is swooning as as she hears the news. Other painters, many have painted this scene, their image of this scene throughout the years. And others will have her reading or some will have her at a spinning wheel. But no matter what Mary was doing at the time, she got interrupted. Her life got interrupted. Lauren Winner, who teaches at Duke Divinity School, writes that to her, the Annunciation is one of the most challenging passages of Scripture because the passage seems to suggest that to live the life of faith We must let God interrupt us. Whether Mary was reading or spinning or planning her wedding, the annunciation came as an interruption in a life that had been proceeding according to plan. Which of your life interruptions come immediately to mind? We all have them health crises classic interruptions a fall or a heart attack or who knows what they interrupt our plans with multiple a pregnancy <laughs> interrupt our plans with with multiple doctor visits inconveniences of moving and working more slowly i remember when i was pregnant i, tr- I tried to wash the dishes i had to turn like this to wash the dishes <laughs> Death always interrupts our lives, even when it's expected. All of us are dealing in some way with the interruption of the economic downturn in our economy. A wrench is thrown into our well oiled machines and they sputter and then grind to a halt. So, what do we do? The logical thing we get mad. Don't we? We don't like interruptions. We get mad because we feel like we've lost control. And we have. We get mad because our schedules have been thrown off. We get mad because we can't meet our own expectations. However inappropriate they may be. Mary's response to the divine interrupter is our guide. Here am I the servant of the lord let it be to me according to your will daily we're faced with choices about whether to embrace interruptions and try to see the positive results or simply get mad about them now when we take can take a step back we see that getting mad is not going to solve anything and yet, we can't help it. But we still have a choice, even after we get mad, perhaps. Embracing an interruption <coughs> excuse me, could mean that when we get sick and we can't do what we had planned to do, we use the time to rest and pray. Embracing our economic interruption might mean downsizing our expectations, learning how to live within our means, or seeing others' needs and helping them to meet those needs. When death comes as an interruption, we are reminded of the fragility of life and the preciousness of life. It is a gift. And this gift of life is what we celebrate this season as we worship. If Mary had not embraced the angelic interruption into her life, I wonder where we would be today. We wouldn't be here. I like the fact that the messenger said to Mary that she had found favor with God. And to me, that means that God was watching over her. God, was, God had, had an eye on Mary, an eye of care. It means that Mary was not alone. It means that God was with her, just like God is with us. And as the divine interrupter said to Mary, nothing will be impossible with God.
1: In the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 46 through 55, Mary said, My soul gives glory to the Lord. My spirit delights in God my Savior. He has taken note of me, even though I am not important. From now on, people will call me blessed. Blessed. The mighty one has done great things for me. His name is holy. He shows his mercy to those who have respect for him, from parent to child, down through the years. He has done mighty things with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their deepest thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones. But he has lifted up people who are not important. He has filled those who are hungry with good things. But he has sent those who are rich away empty. He has helped the people of Israel who serve him. He has always remembered to be kind to Abraham and his children down through the years. He has done it just as he said to our people of long ago.
0: We're all looking for a Savior. And sometimes people take advantage of our search for a Savior. I think about predators who come and try to tell us that something else is our savior besides God. Bernard Madoff and others who are at the top of pyramid schemes. Predators on the internet, some after children, I did happen to find out, in fact, several times that I have relatives all over the world who are prepared to send me my inheritance (laughs) if I will but send them something small like my bank account number. Predators are out there because we're looking for a savior. And predators would have us think that salvation comes to us easily. That once we have enough money, we will be saved or safe. Or if I just read and learn enough, then that will save me. Or we might think that a man or a woman can give us enough so that we feel safe or saved. Something within us is looking for a Savior, looking for someone who will set things right. Mary's song that Bill just read is called the Magnificat, based on the first word of that song in Latin, where she sings, My soul magnifies the Lord she expresses to us some of the ups and downs of her life in that day and you think about Mary's situation <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> she's probably a young teenager being female in her day she was the property of her father fortunately she is engaged to be married so there will be a property transfer from her father to her husband. And that makes her a bit more secure, even in an occupied territory under the thumb of the Roman Empire. Poor, oppressed, female. Life was unbalanced. And Mary, too, was seeking a savior, seeking someone to set things right. Until Election Day last month, we were hearing lots of plans to set things right. We're looking for a presidential savior to balance our economy. There are churches who may be embroiled in controversy or lethargic in apathy who call pastors and expect the pastor to be their savior. They want someone to set things right so the church can thrive again. People who are thousands of dollars into credit card debt are looking for someone to pay off their debt, to make things right. We all want a Savior to get our accounts back into balance. Mary sings, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For her, the Savior is one who will provide balance by lifting up the lowly and bringing down the prideful. The Savior will provide balance in resources so that the formerly hungry are filled with good things, and the rich are now empty-handed. Having a Savior means that we work with God toward a balance where The highs come down a little bit and the lows come up a little bit. And there's a medium. At the end of Friday night's evening news on CBS, Steve Hartman profiled Kansas City's secret Santa. There's a wealthy businessman who goes around giving out money prior to Christmas. Last year, he would walk up to people and give them a $100 bill. Say Merry Christmas. This year Hartman said. He's still handing out money. But due to the economy. He says he just can't give out what he used to. Instead. He's giving out more. One woman who got his mysterious gift. Counted it out. $450. Another needed $400. To pay a heating bill. So she got $400. Well. Well. Most of us don't have that kind of money to share, but each of us has an abundance of something, just like we were hearing in the children's sermon today. We each have gifts that we can share. It might be for you an expertise in leadership, it might be time to spend praying for others. We have many here with musical talent, and we appreciate them sharing their abundance with the rest of us. You may have an abundance of love to share with a child or an older person, someone who needs that love. One Christmas, a four-year-old boy was singing Angels We Have Heard on High and he got to the chorus and he was singing Gloria in Ex Selfish Deo. And what a great image for us. God was not selfish this time of year, sending us the Son with the abundance of love that he offers to us. Unselfishly sharing what we have leads us to a greater feeling of balance and leads us, leads others to that feeling of balance as well. And slowly, slowly things will come to that peaceful medium. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, Mary sings. God is our Savior, our only Savior. And we are God's partners. Let us pray. Holy One, with thanksgiving and with joy, we come to you in worship, and we come to you in prayer, trusting that you are within us already, you know us intimately, and you care for us deeply. We thank you, O oh God, for your care, for your strength, and we pray a special sense of your comfort and healing for these friends, for Ronnie Baker and for Lisa Baker. For Jenny Lou and Eddie Eads, for Larry and Shirley Evans, for the family of Pauline Robertson, and for Becky and Barry Wirt, we ask that you would offer them strength and comfort and hope, especially in this season, as you share your love with us so generously. Help us to find room for you and then to share you with others.